What's up fam? For some of us, going to the grocery store just might be the most socialization we have done these past few months. So, in honor of that, the Famished and Fair team decided to produce this latest episode with two of their friends who work in the grocery industry, Kathy and Eddie. So make sure to check out their conversation covering Ninja Turtle home run pies to impulse temptations to COVID-19 stories, ah Karen, the secret Vatican grocery store, what? And more. Clean up on aisle. <laughs> Take care of that myself. Hope this all registers cause this episode of Famine Fed is super. Mark it. What's up? What's up, CC? Welcome we to Famished and Fed, a podcast where we talk about faith and food and all kinds of foodie topics. Uh, today, we're not talking about a food topic. What are we talking about, CC? We are talking about grocery stores. Yeah, I, 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 I'm mistaken. We are talking about a food topic. We're not talking about specifically a food. A food. My mistake. We are yeah. talking about a food source today. A food source. Or uh, we're talking about grocery stores. Or supermarkets, an industry, um, this thing that uh, provides us with food. And we are blessed today to have two wonderful guests who work in the industry. Um, we'll start with our first guest, um, Kathy. Welcome to Famine Fed. Hi, happy to be here. What's up, Kathy? Um, so just a quick intro uh, for Kathy, and, and we can let her introduce herself in a little bit. But um, Kathy is a good friend. Uh, I go on a lot of foodie adventures with her, and we, we might talk about that in future episodes. But um, she also works in the industry, um, in the grocery industry, supermarket industry. What do you guys call it? The grocery industry. I think that's... The grocery industry. <laughs> I don't know. I've been watching a lot of Supermarket Sweep. It's on, it's like on Netflix oh now. Or it's addicting. So yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so uh, Kathy, welcome. We'll get more from you in a little bit. We've also got a second guest today. He's been on, he's our first returning guest, I think, yes. ever on any of really? our podcasts. Oh, wow. If you don't count Rents, Rents is, you know, Urban well, he's Picks founder. He's also our producer sometimes, so. And, and yes, so, but he he's all our first returning all. guest. <laughs> you might know him, <laughs> that's right. You might know Eddie uh, as Eddie Bakes or Eddie Shares Life, but he was on our ice cream episode. Welcome to, welcome back to Famine Fed, Eddie. Hi. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Like, that's not who I heard last time. <laughs> this is very different. He's trying to it's make another Eddie for this episode. Eddie had a lot of fans from our from our ice cream episode. Lots of people enjoyed your stories. And lots of, we got a lot of feedback about them. Um, they also enjoyed your snack attack bit. So, um, we'll see well, they you enjoyed it on our snack attack. At it wasn't a bit um, though. It was like real life. <laughs> Man, I'm so bummed I missed this. Please believe oh, yeah, me. Missed out on Go back ice and cream. listen. It's great. Go back and listen, Kathy. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna get right into our, our topic here. It's tonight. immortalized. We're getting. 
It is immortalized, Edmundo. Ed boy. And so we're talking about grocery stores today, the grocery industry. So why don't, why don't our guests, why don't, if you don't mind, if you don't mind uh, sharing a little bit about your experience, your, your background in the grocery industry, um, why don't we start ladies first? Kathy. Yeah. Um, so I have been working in the marketing field for the grocery industry for about five years now. And yeah, I've had, um, experience doing local marketing. Um, so working with stores, um, to put together some campaigns, marketing campaigns to help them out when a competitor is opening up near their store or when they're going through a major or minor remodel, things like that. Um, and recently, about two years ago, I transitioned onto our loyalty program. So now I help facilitate all of the marketing coordination for uh, loyalty and making sure that our customers are coming in, that they're getting coupons and offers and savings and are excited Ooh. about the, uh, their, their own grocery and just, uh, experience, I guess. So awesome. Yeah. That's so, cool. so, um, you have some extra coupons for, for us? Or... <laughs> <laughs> yes, Promotional offers. We're not, yeah. We're not uh, freeloaders here on Salmon Fed, but we uh, we accept generosity. Um, I love coupons. No, it's, that's great, Kathy. Um, and then, and Kathy's going to share a little bit later in a second, but um, uh, she also has had to take on some new roles um, in this during the pandemic uh, that mm-hmm. she wasn't doing when she was oh, very normally. Different. But... <laughs> That's great. TC, you were saying about coupons? Oh, I love coupons. I'm this just there's I'm not a couponer per se. I have a lot of family members who are though, and it's um it's impressive what you can do. Oh yeah. It all adds up. I'm telling you, the savings adds up when you uh when you use them and when you take the time to to get to stack those savings. It's like a whole like sport for some people. It really is. Extreme couponing, it's a real thing. But you don't but you save money. You don't spend money. So I mean Mm -hmm. that's the kind we need to be about those kind of sports. I imagine Mm -hmm. it's a lot of intense eye contact. (laughs) 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 I actually I used to work retail. I I, coupons (laughs) could be really painful sometimes but sometimes. um for the input uh, yes for the input for the yeah. for point of sale it was it was tough sometimes <laughs> especially if it didn't work it didn't line up properly and all that stuff anyway, oh boy thanks kathy it's uh, great to hear about your experience well, we'll dig deep deeper with that um Actually, Kathy, we were talking about this before you came on. You're actually you hold a special place. You're our first non-Filipino guest on um, on Famine Fed. Oh this my is true. gosh! Yeah. Wow. Forever and ever, you're going to be our first non-Filipino guest. Uh, the, the ironic I mean... thing for those that <laughs> she looks very Filipino. I actually thought she was Filipino the first time I met her. It's so but, true. Um, it's the first thing I get. Kathy, what's your cultural background? I Do you want to tell us or share with? Sure, I'm half Mexican and half Chinese. Which makes sense because the Spaniards came to the Philippines. I think that the Chinese were there, and then yeah, yeah. makes sense. So you, you look very Filipino. You we can we'll put up a poll. I don't know if you will put, we'll put up a poll. <laughs> just kidding. Does, does Kathy look Filipino? You no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll see. Nine times no, we, out of ten. We, Oh, people mistake you. People in, all the like, time. The store or oh, all the time. Oh. Yeah. Why at the grocery store? <laughs> Usually, specifically. <laughs> you mean at my office building? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that, that too. Okay, Eddie, you want to give us a little bit of uh, feedback about where, where your experience in the industry? So I'm more the direct service part of it. I've I've been working for a local family-owned. Uh, grocer for since 2004 with a short break back in 2017, um, 18. 
both. Um, I've started out with more like the entry level where like, um, kind of like pushing carts and getting, um, service calls, like for like go backs or helping people to the car, moved on to the grocery side of it, like day stock and forklift receiving. Um, did that for a good while and almost every, yeah, a bunch of departments there. And only in the recent couple of years, I've, uh, helped more with the perimeter side, meaning like more of the food service and like coffee bar and bakery. And so I've, yeah, more, more the, on the kind of front end side of things. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Production. Cool. Front line. You, you. Front line production. Yeah, the, oh yeah. 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 Eddie, you used to work in, um, in like frozen and dairy also, right? In those yeah. two departments. Yeah. So we used to have lots of stories. Yeah. I've, I've gone and, I've had like experience in a couple different, a couple different stores that we own that, uh, were one, the, the one that I spent the most time in was more of like a, what we call a box, a box type store, which is more kind of, um, large, not only Costco, but like, um, large, not large format. What do I say? Like, yeah. Box style store. Yeah. yeah. Large bays, lots of, lots, yeah, a lot of big shows, yeah. those kind of gigantic. Stores. Gigantic shells, and now I've also, <laughs> and recently more of the kind of the more Whole Foods style stores mm-hmm. that we have. Yeah. Oh, cool. sorry to name drop. But I, I do not work for them. Crash, crash I don't, he said I don't work for them. <laughs> He's named all the companies he doesn't work for. You can figure out which one he might work for. No, I'm just kidding. We we wanna we're not we're not gonna bust out any of our guests tonight. No, I'm proud um, to work for We're so blessed for, uh, to have them. For who I work for. <laughs> Eddie, real quick, did you you mentioned uh, this isn't on our notes, but you mentioned driving forklifts. Have you ever crashed yeah. a forklift? Um, <laughs> not yes, hard. Okay. Oh no, not hard. So yes, not hard. But not no. hard. <laughs> okay. I've had little bumps. Yeah. Right. Those are some cold yeah. freezers. I will say I've done some store tours, and those freezers are cold to work in. Oh my gosh. Oh, um, my Seeing that end of it, and even I even got to step into one of the the distributor warehouses once for like uh, CNS wholesalers, and you can't even imagine how big those things are. That's another story. <laughs> I can't imagine. Uh, you're right. I can't, I can't imagine. imagine. All right. <laughs> wow, we got to praise him. Ten minutes in, we got to praise him. Worship song from Eddie. Um, it's great. It's great. It was coming. It was coming. Um, all right. We're going to get into our deep question. Not deep questions, but some fun questions about the grocery industry. So um, what we got, CC? Sure. So um, what is your favorite grocery store secret, hack, shopping tip, etc.? That's a really good question. I feel like, um, well, just one thing that I do on my own. I mean, I grew up going to the grocery store down the street where now I work for. And so, um, I have like the whole store memorized, like where everything (laughs) is laid out. But one thing I really try to do is just walk the perimeter first. Um, so the way that like the store is structured is like, you want to have all of your staples and stuff on the outskirts so that you can get people to like go in and have to walk the entire store. So, I, since I already know this, I just like quickly go through those areas first and then like drop into the center aisles if I need to. But I'm all about like, I'm all about efficiency when I go into the grocery store. I just want to get in, get out. 
especially during COVID times too. It's like yeah. you're fighting people for like, chicken and toilet paper. You, you hear it. <laughs> you're, you're hearing it, folks. Kathy's telling you, don't get tricked. <laughs> don't get sucked into the middle of the store. That's yeah. her secret. Don't do like, it. Stay on, on the, the outskirts. Stay on the outskirts. This is very uh, Pope Francis, you know. <laughs> stay on the periphery. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, don't get trapped. Don't get trapped in the middle. Wow. I get trapped every time. So, you know, <laughs> in the cereal aisle. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. I lived, mm-hmm. There was a sale today at some store. Uh, buy two, get four free oh cereals. Oh, my gosh. I, oh, wow. I, I bought that the other day. That sounds so and I, I thought it was a Six mistake. Six boxes of cereals. I thought it was a mistake too, but I checked. I took a picture <laughs> in case free. it was wrong, and I was going to tell them, yeah. "I don't care if it's wrong. You're giving it to me because that's what the tag <laughs> says." I had a picture in my phone. There were multiple items at that store that were buy two get Ooh. four free. Bad. Not just cereal. Oh. Yeah, anyway, it was wild. they are powerless <laughs> against you. <laughs> for, those for, for those listening who are upset that we're not telling you the store, this podcast is going to be released. This episode will be released way after that yeah. sale's done, so so don't worry about. It. I might go oh, back yeah. and see if there's more though, because it will be too like, late. What is going on? I might stock up too, because it's yeah. some it's some pretty solid cereals, and you know me and cereals. <laughs> um, anyway, Eddie, your life hack, your your grocery store hack for for our listeners. Um, well, I saw this question in two ways, and. One of them I'm not even really going to mention because it's more like it applies more to our salad bars, which are closed right now due to, <laughs> yeah, due to the pandemic. You have to come back and tell yeah. us about that in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll, that one's, it'll be nice though when we can. But the other, the more general hack, I would say, you know, if it's a hack about like saving money, I would say that, um, the important thing when it comes to grocery shopping, especially if, you're shopping for your household or, you know, for multiple people is, um, sometimes it's not so much about what you buy. It's how you manage it once it gets to your, to your home and what you do with it after. Because the, one of the real ways to save money is not just by saving money up front by like the sales and, um, buying in bulk or whatever, or buying smart, but I would say the the real way to save money is to minimize and, and or eliminate food waste. Mm-hmm. Because if you buy if you save money on all these things and you wind up like throwing it, some of it away because something went bad before you were able to eat it, then really you didn't save money. You wasted money. Yeah. And food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot. So that's that's the real hack is is buying really what you're gonna eat and mm-hmm. um and if you can't eat it right away, store it somehow. Find a way to, you know, freeze it or preserve it or repurpose it or give it away. Something. The yeah. freezer is your best friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Freezer's great. You can blend anything into a smoothie. Yeah. It's about to go bad. Plan your meals in such a yeah. Plan your meals in such a way. Plan your meals in such a way that you can repurpose things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you don't know how much spinach I have that like is about to go bad and it costs oh. it into a shake. Put it into the go. freezer. You can freese it too. Well, you can yeah. put it into the freezer, but yeah, yeah exactly. Like how, vitamin a, how vitamin close K. to going bad are we talking? Like slimy or not? <laughs> okay, I'm almost, like... almost. All right, but if you mix it with a shake, you really can't tell. I guess you're gonna look All right, anyway. God, God. <laughs> Just toss a lot of peanut butter in there. Oh. <laughs> peanut butter and it's just it works. It works. It's delicious. It makes it really creamy. They're delicious. The spinach you can't like even taste. Well, depending exactly. on if you're gonna put greens in a shake, like there's a way you can do it so that you don't like taste greens. You taste the sweetness of like whatever fruit uh, you put in. Yeah. Tell us, teach mm-hmm. us. Peanut butter. Yeah, just... yeah. 
in our coffee bars, we often like pair it with like fruits and uh, fresh fruit juices in order to not really purposely mask the green taste, but like you know, that's, that's, those are the the flavors that are more forward to make it bearable. Exactly, that's what yeah. that's what I do. I mix yeah, I mix yeah. it with other fruits, peanut butter, just almond butter, all the are great ways to yeah. Don't think of it that way. Just peanut butter and spinach. Because you know that's just what I'm imagining, itself. right? Yeah. All right, Tracy, what's your hack? What's that's your out of hack? context. I don't have a hack. I'm a super bad grocery shopper. So, like, super I'm, like, yet. the worst, like, COVID, like, ruined my style grocery. I'm, like, so I got used to, like, living in Honduras and, like, literally buying, like, I'd go to the market every day on my way home. So I'd buy everything fresh, and now it's like, well, I probably shouldn't go every day and buy mm. meat on the way home and buy whatever. So now I, I ask that question because I need some tips because <laughs> I love mm. going to the store and just saying, okay, tonight for dinner I'm going to make pasta. Let me just pick up what I need because I don't like to waste food. I think that's part of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't really have any – specific hacks uh, the things i do know are like mom related hacks like i know the grocery some grocery stores give free fresh fruit if you have a kid with you <laughs> yeah. so give them the fresh fruit um some ask, ask to try stickers, anything ask some for cookies, cookies in cookies? the bakery who department you, who do you yep, ask for cookies same for us I know some stores give out bread cookies in the bakery oh. department. Oh, or, we got oh, we got to leak that info. How do I not tell people this? There are mothers, there are mothers yeah. with children with screaming children. They should know they could get oh, for free. Yeah. free. And, yeah. and you, you can say? also get your knives sharpened at some butch at some <laughs> meat counters. They'll this mm-hmm. is real life. Wait, sharpen your knives. You just go and ask for a cookie for your kid, and they'll give you one. Just yeah, ask. yeah. Oh, I heard like Rayleigh's does that. Is that for? Oh, okay. <laughs> or they also and, do uh... like free knife sharpening. Not saying I work there. That is. You can tell she's really good at her job right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow, nice. That's great. Knife sharpening. Um, knife did sharpening. Did you know that, Father Brad? I did not. That's and free rubs. I sharp. Nice. Free rubs, I, I need... mm-hmm. like for ribs. Yeah, and yeah. All Especially tricep, uh-huh. the Santa Maria rub. Go you for it. You can just go in and ask. Yes, just you just ask. go. You just go to the meat counter and just ask your butcher for some rubs. This is wild. See, the, See those are, this is the know. reason. This is why we have this podcast yes. to learn stuff to get free stuff. <laughs> awesome. Now, now my hack is like like not that impressive. <laughs> And actually, like over a podcast, it's not going to sound that great. So oh, I shouldn't have gone last. I worked in retail. I worked my head. Yeah, well, so I used to work in retail, and so, um, so I, you know, the easiest way to open up plastic bags. This is my hack. Oh. Is you hold it, and then you like, you, well, that the the shaking way is works sometimes, but there's actually they're designed in such a way where you can like grab the made, middle part of the bag, and maybe I'll show this on a video or something. But grab the middle part of the bag, and then grab the handle. You pull them apart. A little piece of plastic in the middle comes out, mm-hmm. and then you can just pull them. It's 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 it's. You're gonna so have easy. to do a demo. You're gonna have to do a demo. Do a but demo. it sounds COVID on, on, friendly, so maybe this is a public service announcement. It's interesting because <laughs> my mom maybe, was telling maybe. me the other day she was in the produce department and she saw a man lick his fingers oh, and no. open up the bag, oh, <laughs> and no. she was like, hmm, "We should all wash our produce." <laughs> Just by seeing that. Yep. Oh man. The um the um it doesn't work on produce bags because those are on a roll, but mm-hmm. um. But mm. other bags, or other regular plastic bags, like I'll show. We'll, we'll do a video. My other little quick hack is um, I look for um, products that have manufacturer's coupons stuck to them. Mm. And, and then, then you um, could use it right a, then, right? Yeah. You can use it right yeah, then and there. Should. It's oh, like nice. extra. 
or sometimes you can take the manufacturer's coupon off of another product, but the product that you actually want is listed as like part of it. And, you know, Mm -hmm. like say you want Oreos, but like there's, um, you know, uh, a manufacturer's coupon on another Oreo product or another brand product from the same company. You can, you can take that coupon and use it right then and there. Ooh. Couponing secrets. Very cool tip. So those are our hacks. Um, we got another quick question for all of, the, the, all of our guests. Um, all right. Um, I know CC's got a story, and, oh and I think everybody's got one planned. But what are your childhood grocery store moments, oh store gosh. memories? Oh, so this man. is like I think this is somewhat related to like the way stores are set up. But I have this story, and me and my brothers tell the story all the time because <laughs> it's like one of our favorite childhood memories. There was this little like mom and pop grocery store near our house growing up and it was called shop and save and it's it's like a mexican market now i went there like last weekend i was like what happened to shop and save but they had me and my so i have four brothers but me it was me and my two older brothers joe and dave we went to the grocery store with my dad and you guys remember those home run pies yeah so we were my dad was checking out and sure enough there's this whole display and it's not home run pies they're ninja turtle pies so like a promo? Yeah, it was like, you know, when they put the character on the pie, but it was like a Ninja Turtle pie. So, okay, okay, you know. Okay. It's the exact same pie. It's the same thing, but the Ninja Turtles are, right? <laughs> so, yeah. mind you, we don't eat home run pies. But we see the Ninja Turtle pies, oh, and me and no. my brothers decide that this is the hill we're going to die on. <laughs> so, we're like raging, like a stage 50 meltdown, three of us. And we're like with it, we're all like born in like four years. So, we're like the same age. We're throwing them like a, it's like a bad, it was bad. And so, my dad was <laughs> like, you're, I'm going to buy these stupid pies, and you're going to go home, and you're going to eat them, and you're not even going to like them. But even if you don't like them, you're going to finish them. So sure enough, you know, he buys us the pies and we're so happy. We get home and we hate the pie because like, obviously <laughs> there's nothing good that we didn't like the pie to begin with. We just wanted it because it was the Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. So I have this like very vivid memory <laughs> of me and my two older brothers crying at the kitchen table because my dad literally oh. made us finish them. I hid under the table. Oh. I remember hiding under this wooden table in my dining room. And my brothers oh. were just like, dang it. Why did we? Have-? You poor thing. And that's that, why. That's so great. Isn't that ridiculous? If, oh my gosh! <laughs> what is inside of a home run pie? It's like a. It's almost like a it's turnover. Like those hand pies, like the yeah. frosted. Yeah, those has frosted, frosted turnovers are like frosted glazed hand, outside, hand and pies. the inside yeah. it has some it's kind like of like pie filling, artificial like cherry or oh. canned fruit apple. inside. Oh, we just okay. bought it because you know the Ninja Turtles were on it. Oh, we were so might have even been there Kathy, this is this is this is what you do. I hope the next time you have a marketing plan, you think about what what's going to happen when you're home when you put up these ads. Children are going to go home and be forced to eat whatever you're selling them, Kathy. At the age of 33. Oh, like, this is... No Ninja Turtles in for Talking any of our podcast later in their life. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I, I enjoyed every Ninja Turtle thing I bought when Aww. I was growing up. So, Did you ever have so... a home run Ninja Turtle pie, though? <laughs> no, I, discerned, I, I discerned that one better. Oh, so... man. I blame my brothers. I blame my brothers. <laughs> Too excited. Oh, Do that... either of you guys have any, uh, any grocery childhood memories? Grocery store memories from your childhood? Ed Boy, Kathy? Yeah. I don't know. 
Um, well, I have nothing like as good as the Ninja Turtle <laughs> pie story. Okay. My memories are like riding under like the cart or the grocery oh, cart and like with my mom funny. or picking out my birthday cake at the bakery and oh, picking out what nice. scene I wanted. <laughs> yeah, with a little booklet. yeah, the laminated booklet. They still have those. You want well, probably not those, yeah. <laughs> I remember being getting so excited about that. Um I did have what, did, what was your go to, Kathy? What did you pick? I had so many birthday different cake. themed birthday parties. I had a Pocahontas themed yes, that's one. my doppelganger. Yes, that, so I think that was told. my favorite one. <laughs> she does look like you look like her, and she looks like you. Whoa! <laughs> I see it. Oh my gosh! Now, can you sing "Colors of the Wind" for me? <laughs> well, that'll be another. I'll do it on a live karaoke version. <laughs> we'll get you a we'll get you a raccoon and a hummingbird. Yes, and... <laughs> right. necklace while you're at it. Oh goodness! It's like turquoise. Oh man. Um, no, that's great, Kathy. Like, I, those a lot of my memories too. Yeah. Like just nothing, just uh, you know, Simple. little moments with the family. Always, Actually, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Hey, go ahead. Oh, just I always no, wanted to be a bagger. I mean, for like the longest <laughs> time. Actually, my dream job was to be a a bagger at the grocery store. Nice. And so my true. sister and I would joke and say like, "Oh my gosh, like we're going to be baggers when we grow up," and we play store at home, and she would be the cashier and I would be the bagger and we would just practice our bagging techniques, which at the, when I think about it, that dream was never fulfilled until this past year when COVID hit and we needed so much more manpower in the stores that Mm. I went and helped and I bagged groceries for like three hours and after that, I decided that dream is dead. That is it. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> that, it's fulfilled. It's fulfilled and it is. And dead. It is dead. <laughs> that is a hard job. Pass, pass that, that is a hard job. There's like a whole structure to it. You have to build mm-hmm. it with like a. Got to balance it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And if you do a good job. And they like, change the bags on you all the time. They do. Sure do. Paper or plastic. The quality Gosh. varies. Yeah. Too, yeah. I used to beg my mom to go to Winko so I could bag groceries for us. <gasps> that was me with food mm-hmm. for less. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Food for less, we get to bag our own stuff. Yeah. Oh, I with that big food conveyor for belt. When, well, yeah, and you remember when like the the cashier would sometimes forget to put the swing the arm, <laughs> so your groceries yeah. would start going to other people's side. And you're like, no. <laughs> It's like, like going so down tra- the wrong river. So yeah. <laughs> like it's not going to come out the same end, you know? Oh like, yeah, like you can't just walk just around. Just around the river bend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's very somebody's going to steal your home run buys, you see? Somebody's going <laughs> to. Then they're really going to have a seed in aisle four. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. Eddie, you got a grocery store? Um, actually, this is probably – this kind of ties in – like. This story is one that popped into my head when I was listening to the pregnancy cravings episode. Um, because I swear <laughs> there were so many times, uh, chicken McNuggets were, were mentioned in that, in that episode. And it reminded me of, of two, <laughs> two chicken nuggets that will forever elude me for the rest of my life. Wait, and, um, two nuggets itself? Like, <laughs> No, two two uh, types. Different kinds. Yeah, oh, two different okay. kinds that will, I will never, probably never have in my lifetime ever again. Um, okay, okay. The uh, the other one's not worth mentioning, but the one that re- relates to this is uh, the one that we would buy from the Mare Island commissary, 
Because oh, yeah. back when my dad was in the Navy, we would go to that store for our groceries. And there was just this kind of like unbranded, it was probably their, you know, the store supply, um, frozen chicken nuggets. And, you know, it was just, you know, simple breaded chicken nuggets. And they were, to me, they were the best thing in the world next to like the McDonald's ones. And, wow. and yeah, and they were, I'm like, they weren't a national brand because it was just like, you know, some clear bag with blue stripes somewhere. That's all I remember. I don't even it's remember like the name. Branded in his mind. Oh, yeah. Man. And Eddie, there was Eddie, everything else I, like it. Eddie, this, this is going to, this breaks my heart. We are going to go on a search. If, if anyone else oh. can, knows of the commissary chicken nuggets, you know what we should do? We should go. I, I can still, we can still get onto Travis Air Force Base in Fairfield, <laughs> go to their commissary. Maybe oh, all the military chicken nuggets are all the same. We, we've got it. We're going to do a, a taste test. fed on location to check out these chicken nuggets. Uh, we're going to find them for you, Eddie. <laughs> Called the, the nugget hunt. We're going on a quest. Going on a quest. Chicken nugget quest. quest. (laughs) Chicken nugget quest. If uh, for anyone who wants to sponsor our chicken nugget quest, uh, shoot us an email at (laughs) famithedurbanthings.com. Help help uh, bring Eddie's dream come true. Reunite my childhood. (laughs) Oh man, that's great. Well, um, I think we're ready to move on here with some of our like specific industry questions for yes. uh, Eddie and Kathy. So, um, well, you Let's know, Cece and I, when we were brainstorming, we had lots of things we just wanted to know from you. Yeah. I think some of our listeners would be just fascinated to hear about some of um, the things in the grocery industry. So, um, yeah, Cece, what questions do we have? Sure. Well, I wanted to start because this was one of my questions. Um, I'm just going to jump around here. But so, Kathy, you actually already talked about this a little bit. But like, can you guys talk about the psychology and the strategy behind the store setup as a person who has been personally affected by the um, <laughs> checkout counter? Marketing. Um, <laughs> trap. Personally I don't targeted. even know if there's probably an actual term for whatever they do there. The impulse. Impulse purchases, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, what's the what's some of the strategies you guys have seen in in how they set these places up? Yeah, I mean, so in addition to like having the parameter of the store be all of your staples that you need, so it requires you to have to walk into the store and actually make your whole round through. That's why um, the milk is all the way in the back. All the way that in the back. That makes me so mad. They have to, you have to go, <laughs> me too. <laughs> you have to go all the way in and pass by all this delicious food and, you, and you're and you just so tempted. You just have to grab the cookies with the milk and then you head out the door and then buy more stuff at the checkout. But um, I guess so some of the strategy is like the way that the store is laid out. And having beautiful things up front, like flowers or like the the uh, oh, home decor yeah. stuff, things that will entice you. Because when you buy that stuff, you feel happy. And if you feel happy, then you're more inclined to buy more things. So that's just a, a very inviting atmosphere first, kind of gets you through, through the door. Some of the things that I've noticed some grocery stores doing um, has been a much more healthy kind of trend where they're getting rid of like sodas and things at the front end, changing it up with like that fizzy water and stuff. What was that stuff called? Sparkling water. Sparkling water. Sparkling water. <laughs> yeah. Sparkling flavored water, things like that. Taking away all the candy, putting it further back. So it's all about merchandising. It's all dependent on the store, the type of store that you're visiting, but you can really see where like the vision of what the brand is by what's at the 
checkout station, right? Because if they're going to have mm. cookies and candy and things like that, you know, they're just trying to appeal to the general public versus like a much more healthy, organic foodie store. They're probably going to have healthier options near the front. And that's where you can really tell um, the direction of, of that brand. Um, yeah. So, I mean, some, some stores make those kinds of choices. Um, I mean, obviously like the candies, the things in the front, those are the things you're going to probably pick up on your way out. Um, you're more inclined to do that. I like how target has like a certain little dollar oh, section in the front of theirs. <laughs> and now they've kind of moved into the grocery space because they've got that whole section. Now some stores do actually most of them. Um, which is really interesting, but they, you find a way to like make that area in the front, um, kind of a value, um, grab and go kind of easy, easy access kind of space so that people who, who come in, I mean, most people are coming in now for things that are ready to eat, um, Mm. and things that are just really quick that they can make at home. Everyone's so busy these days. So we're trying to Mm-hmm. I think that more as, as you see the grocery industry continue on, you're going to see a, a trend with ready to go options at, like near the front. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we were talking about some of this in the in like um, our text messages back and forth, but you know, <laughs> how many of us have like so many wasted things of chapstick? Oh or my like, gosh! <laughs> or like, Guilty. Um, Find your hair ties. <laughs> Yeah, all these things that we just totally um, oh my gosh. Uh, get on impulse because we're like, oh, yeah, we need those for sure. Um, but, yeah, totally. Anything to add to that, Ed Boy? Uh, in terms of store setup? Yeah, um, not, not a lot to add because um, some, of the, some of the setup does have to do also with how efficiently the, um, like the night crews can – can access those spaces and be able to refill them in a timely manner. Um, refrigeration, they try to keep together as much as they can to, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, store but design, it's, right? it's so the psychology of it. The yeah. Utilities, yeah. They, they try to make everything, they try to make you pass through everything so you can see everything. And because the more you see, the more you, the more you're enticed sort mm-hmm. of. Yeah. We we could totally go off on this about you know sin, sin and temptation, or we could talk about beauty and its attraction. So uh, either way, <laughs> we could we could. I mean, there's lots here, lots of content here. Maybe Depends we'll dig how into you're it. Feeling that day. Yeah, in a, a little bit. Grocery store decor. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Uh, well, thanks for for that insight. We got another question here. Um, you know, maybe this will be a little. Uh, I don't know if you guys have, not to bring up wounds or anything, but. What are your biggest pet peeves about customers, customer service, or working in the grocery industry? Some of your biggest pet peeves. Just, you know, we're, we're, we want to learn. I may do these things. I want to know what not to do in the grocery store in the future. <laughs> oh. My kids probably do them. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Eddie, why don't you take this one? Um, Since you're front and center. Yeah, well, you know, one of the some of the biggest pet peeves, at least for me, are really when just like, People don't believe us. <laughs> like what? Like if I'm like, believe me. <laughs> like oh, we're, we're the we're the service industry, so a lot of our job hinges on like us being honest to people. And so, like for example, I work in the coffee bar, and I put out some bottled juices that I made that morning, and someone comes up to me like, "Are you? Did you make this today?" Like, "Yes." Are you sure? Like, 
Yes. I know exactly what time it finished those. I can't lie to you. I feel you, Yeah, and we want... Like, yeah. Like, and, in my experience, like, yeah, also people would be like, um, do you have any more of this item? And then we'll say, no, sorry, we're out. And they're like, can you check? I'm like, no, I yeah. know that we're out. Yeah, like, they don't believe us. I'm like, I know that this distributor distributor will deliver more, like, literally tomorrow. They don't, the delivery day is not today. And mm-hmm. uh, it's tomorrow. And then, like, I pretty sure but you know we we want our guests to feel like they're valued and you know when we encounter someone you know whatever i'm doing when we encounter guests who needs help my my priority is that guest in front of me and so if it if it helps them to know and they're be reassured that you know that i actually tried then i will just at least go pretend even when so I'm 100% sure. Pretend. I was just so like, if they say, can you check in the back? Do you just walk in the back and just like pace around for a couple seconds and then come back out? Yeah. Um, <laughs> if it helps, yes. I think somebody but at Target gave me that run around once when I was asking for water yeah. balloons. <laughs> but at least I know for us, if there is a chance that we actually might have it, I am really going to look. <laughs> Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know That's the difference. I'll, I'll be honest. Working in retail, I've I've done the same thing <laughs> in my past life. But you like, know, I'll you, you, you do like Andy says. I'll go check the yeah. I'll go check the the bay that it's supposed to be in the back, but but I know it's not there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or sometimes it'll be like, oh, this is the tenth time I've gotten this question, but they yeah. don't seem to believe me right now. Especially during the I pandemic. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm sure you're getting lots of questions from people. Like, are you are you sure I have toilet paper? Just go check in the back. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's okay. out. Well, I mean, that's a great segue, Kathy. I think we'll jump around to to maybe just to this question. You know, we're 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 in kind of a strange place right now, right, with the pandemic and grocery stores, and and um, we know it's tough on the industry, and um, but. Um, for the workers and all that stuff. So, you know, for people who work in the industry, what do you think would be helpful for people out there to know? What do you want them to know about, um, you know, grocery stores and the pandemic and all that stuff? Yeah. I mean, I think, so I had the, the privilege to help our call center out during the pandemic when it first, everything's first started to happen. And, we just were You're so great, Kathy. You 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 had the privilege. I did. To I did have the privilege. When I Such think about it now, it was a privilege. It was a complete privilege, and I felt so helpless sometimes. But all you can really do is just do the best you can to serve the guest, to serve the customer, and try to get them what they need. And honestly, it was one of the best and worst experiences of my life. <laughs> it was the best in that. So it was the best in that. Like you got to hear real people talk about mm. the service in our stores, talk about their concerns um, to, to be able to reassure them that everything was going to be okay. I mean, most people called because they were frustrated by something and what were they frustrated by, which is the pandemic. I mean, mm. I felt like I was a counselor yeah. And a customer service rep and a therapist and like everything in between. Because honestly, people just are frustrated and angry at the situation, not at you. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, I mean. Well, it's, it's, it's that human connection, right? Like, especially <clears throat> when you, when you talk about, oh, sheltering in place, so many people were looking for just a hu- honest human connection. And, oh, yeah. And, um, 
you know, I think that's one place where, where, where maybe we all could have been better or we all can continue to be better is mm-hmm. to listen to other folks. And yeah, maybe we're not professional counselors, but sometimes no. just listening to folks yeah. makes a huge difference. So no, see, I know I joked, but seriously, Kathy, thank you for, that, for sharing your stories. And, that was, it, and yeah, that. it was, it was, um, it was really great. I mean, you got to talk to a lot of people and help a lot of elderly folks too, that didn't know how to use online shopping, um, and never don't know what a, what a browser is, don't have the ability to just hop onto a phone. They have to do their dial up and stuff to get access to the internet, you know, just things like that. Um, you hear that? I Some guess... of your your friends are still your family is using dial up. <laughs> you know, you just... If you're listening to our podcast, <laughs> you gotta help, help your them. family. Help them out. Help your family. Check in, please. check in on your elderly oh, neighbor. Um, check in mm-hmm. with with you know the people around you. And remember that service center people like that you call into. Those are people too. And yeah. to try to be patient with them, and they're doing the best that they can. I think this goes along with what Eddie was saying about. Sometimes people don't believe you, but you're only given access to a certain amount of tools. So when we say that all the time slots are filled um, for delivery or pickup, like they're really filled. Like there's nothing that we can do about it when there's an influx of demand and not enough supply, you know? So it's just, um, yeah, just try to be patient with that. Uh, and yeah, I mean, that's the main takeaway I would say. Awesome. Uh, Eddie, any, anything, anything you want people to know, you know, you're in the store. What what do you want people to know even now? Don't lick the ice cream. Oh gosh. Please don't, please avoid (laughs) unnecessary contact with, uh, (laughs) with items that people will consume. Um, well, we've, we're trying to do everything we can on our end to limit contact or to limit possibilities of a contact on items that, you know, things aren't mixed and, you know, we're trying to minimize the ways people can, you know, several people can touch things. And, you know, we're trying to provide the best service we can, um, as much as all the cleaning supplies we can, we're trying to our best to stay on top of ordering those and keeping ourselves supplied and everything. But I want to also say that, um, that it's not just us who are us people who are working the stores who are, you know, trying to make the sacrifice and trying to serve you that it's also our, our distributors, our truck drivers, the, the growers who help at the farms, um, people who work in the distribution centers and even the people who are working our production kitchens and the production bakeries and all that there. Um, we're all risk. We're all risking something here and everyone has a family. Everyone wants to try to avoid, being hit by this as much as they can, but, um, there's only so much we can do. We have to, at the end of the day, we have to do our job. Um, we're trying to stay as hygienic as we can. And we are, we already were, but we're, we're stepping up even more and taking extra precautions. And, um, I don't know how this is for, I don't know if I could speak for everybody, but it does kind of wear on you, mm-hmm. especially when it's gone on this long. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're trying our best not just to give the best service we can, just despite all these things that pile up, and even with the additional pile up that we have right now of the the California wildfires and the air quality, mm-hmm. and and even the growers are still, people who help harvest are still out there in these conditions. So mm-hmm. they're 
Yeah. All and sorts I of think levels. It's, it's this total beautiful image of yeah. I think it's I think it's this total beautiful image of of the body of Christ. I mean, even though maybe not everybody that's working in the the industry has that image in mind. Like I, for me, as a reflection, like gosh, how valuable is it? It, uh, it is it to recognize that. Um, other people are doing work that that we can't do because we're doing other work, right? Mm-hmm. And how valuable is it to say that, gosh, there there are very there are a lot of hidden um, workers or a lot of hidden um, you know sacrifices that that we don't that we take for granted. And I think this is a wonderful opportunity for us to to say uh, to be more grateful and um, and to say like, goodness, we couldn't do this if there wasn't a human connection. Mm-hmm. Like we couldn't do this mm-hmm. without other other members doing their part. And, and so Eddie, I know that you're making a plea for that. And, um, and I, and I hope we all can do a better job of recognizing that, that, yeah, that, uh, that home run pie you eat or that whatever it is, <laughs> ice cream you're buying, somebody has to fry them, the vegetables, somebody, mm-hmm. somebody has to put the work in and, um, and you know, that comes with cost. And so, I think just I, like, I'm, I was just going to say, I was just going to piggyback off of that. I mean, I think the most simple thing that you can do as a customer is like wear a mask when you go into a grocery store, you know, like I I think it's like, we're doing everything we can on our end to make sure that everything is hygienic, cleaning, like around the clock, sanitizing everything. The least that you could do is just wear a piece of cloth over your face. Make sure you don't go to the store. If you're sick, not feeling well, Mm -hmm. um, have someone else go for you. But you know, like Eddie said, I mean, there are people that are putting their own lives, um, in the line of fire. And so, you know, everyone has families that they want to go home to. And, um, it's, it's a, it's a trying time for everybody, but just, uh, being mindful of, you know, yourself and not spreading germs. Yeah. If you can, don't bring your entire family of 10 people to the store with you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, we're going to switch gears uh, real yeah. quick. Um, well, no, on that note, any any beautiful stories or anything you like, some amazing stories that you've experienced in this pandemic or something you want to share? Or, um, Maybe you know, amazing say, phone uh, calls you had on that um, call center <laughs> line you were Oh, I had there. some amazing ones. I had some crazy ones. <laughs> I had <laughs> everything in between. Um, yeah, I mean, well, a really beautiful one, I'd say, was – it was like bittersweet. I mean, it started off, she was very upset. Um, rightly so. I mean, she was expecting to get an order. We were all out of beans and rice and like the usual toilet paper, things like that. She called super upset. And I just remember, I don't really remember exactly what we talked about, but somehow I brought it back to a human element in the whole situation. I told her something about like, I know it's really frustrating right now during these times, these uncertain times, and we're just all trying to like get past this and we're all struggling. And I think that tapping into that human element and that fear and that feeling anxious and everything just really touched her. And somehow by the end of it, we both talked about how we were Christian. We both talked about, like, we said that we would wow. pray for each other. I think she, said, oh, she ended up crying. <laughs> like, it was just like, it was a really great heart to heart moment, but it was a roller coaster getting there. And mm. by the end of it, she was so happy that she had talked to me that, you know, when she really thought about it more, she was like, I'm just scared. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just trying to get mm. my mom fed. And that was a crazy, beautiful story. I'd say just 
being able to talk to talk someone down off the ledge and then bring it back to something positive. That was really cool. God is in the mess for sure. Oh, and, gosh, and, right. and we can find connection um, again mm-hmm. uh, in humanity, right? We, we were more connected than we think. Mm-hmm. Eddie, you got a um, pandemic story, anything crazy one, beautiful one. Yeah. Can I, yeah. Um, I've been in the industry for, for a while. And so I have a lot, I'm pretty, pretty wide mix of stories. So there are two here that I want to talk about. One is, um, more pandemic related. And the other one is more general, which, which I hope will kind of shed some light and some hope. So <clears throat> I'll start with the bad one first. <laughs> okay. oh, so, so, you know, we're in the service industry industry, as I've mentioned before, and we're happy to help. People aren't perfect, neither are we. And I recognize that, you know, as much as we try to do our best, that not everybody is gonna treat you human, really. And that's just part of how it goes. And we're not, I don't feel entitled to any kind of special treatment just because of what I do. Um, I don't try to expect things out of people. I'm just there for whatever they need. And so on that note, in the pandemic, um, there was a call, a phone call that one of our managers fielded for us that asked why, especially in the, in the beginning of the pandemic, like, why do you still have Asian people working at your stores? Wow. And um, our manager had encountered this person before in an in-person conversation, and he just said, nope, thank you, hung up on her. And he stood up for us um, because that discrimination, that racism is very real. And, I mean, thankfully it never got to the point where we were ever – like bad mouthed or mistreated in person in any kind of way that I've seen, but it's, it's there and it's an ugly side and it's out there. And I don't never assume that one person's going to possibly treat me that way, but it was on my mind, like for a good while at the beginning, especially that like, is this person going to ostracize me? Is this person going to, going to mistake me? Or is it going to have the wrong kind of perception about me or have any kind of wrong idea? At the end, you just kind of have to kind of shrug it off. So it's the reality that we kind of have to face, and I'm just glad nothing worse happened. Um, which ties into my like bigger story, more general. Um, so one of the things about this industry is that it's community. It's one of the biggest, best examples you'll see of the, the local community in the, the vivacity and the life of it for, for better, or for worse. Um, and you know, depending where you are there, there could be, you know, crime, there could be, um, just rude people. There could be great people, both really wonderful people you'll meet and a really big mix of, um, experiences on every different level in any, any department you work in, no matter what part of the store you're in. But honestly, one of my favorite parts of, and how I really learned the value of community by working at a grocery is really just encountering the person in front of me and helping them whatever they needed, like, especially for the elderly who need 
just need help to their car and, you know, just want someone to talk to, you know, any person who just walks in, they just, they don't may not necessarily want attention, but you know, it helps when they know that they're, they're seen and they're valued and they're not just like, you know, some, they're not just someone carrying a wallet and that could spend, you know, spend money there. And it's really the people are, especially the regulars that I, that I, that I developed relationships with over the years that was, um, made a big impact on my life. And <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget like one of, um, one of my favorite people, like he didn't, as soon as he walked in, everybody knew him. He had always had a big smile on his face. And when you, when you saw him, you had a smile on your face too. It was, it was infectious. People working there knew him, and people shopping there knew him. His name was Flanagan. He was a former military, and I think he was a mechanic for a good while. And um, <laughs> he he'd always encounter people like either to the same extent that we did, or sometimes better than us, because he would just have a little chat with us, and like in the end, he'd be like, "You know what? You're the man," and then he'd be on his way. It's just the little things, the little little encounters like seeing a person face to face and seeing Jesus in them, whether you know it or not. And, and when, yeah, when that's lost, that's when bad stuff happens. But when Mm. it's there, that's heaven. Man, good stuff, Eddie. Um, I mean, we've we've talked about it on this podcast before about, you know, one thing we, we, we worry about is you know losing that connection uh, to the food that we have, and when it just is this notion of like, okay, well we're gonna get something in a box, and we're not gonna worry about who um, who we interact with. Um, you know that's a loss. But you know what you shared with us, and and, and even uh, Kathy, your stories of answering the phone calls. I mean, it's a reminder that that um, that we are better when we are connected. Mm. Um, better together. And um, we're better together. Eddie, you have that hat, don't you? Yeah, I have it in different colors. <laughs> yeah, better together. I've seen you wear it, and I've seen more than see you wear that hat. I, I've I've seen you live that out in um, at the grocery store, but in, in in your relationships too, Ed. So thank you for that, and um, and uh, and you know, Cece mentioned this about her time in Honduras, but like you know, I think that's one thing we lose when we don't have like the sense of market, right? You're mm-hmm. not you're not buying the food from uh, individuals, or you lose that connection, and mm-hmm. and not that. Um, the grocery industry is, is bad because of that or whatever, but, but in, in our own little ways, both as consumers and as, as uh, those in the industry, I think we can do a, a, a lot of things that can help uh, strengthen those bonds and strengthen those good experiences that, that you mentioned, the human, the human part of it. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, guys. So um, we talked about a lot of different things, but, um, you know, there's a lot to learn about the grocery industry, a lot. Um, you guys have worked in it, but... What do you think the grocery industry has has taught you about God, um, or what have you learned about truth, goodness, beauty? Um, I don't know. I feel like Eddie had a really like thoughtful and wonderful response with the last question. Like that. I think I went too far. That, that was like the heart of it, really. Um, at least, so because I work in marketing, I don't work directly with customers, but um, you know, it's it's a lot of office life, you know, working at your computer, but, but more importantly, it's all about like your team and the people on your team, people you Mm. encounter every day. Like Eddie was saying about, you know, being face to face with the customer and being present to who, 
who you're serving in the moment. And even though I don't have direct contact with customers regularly, I got to have that experience working at the call center for a bit. And that was, like I said, like completely a privilege to me. I mean, to be able to listen in and be able to help in that way. But, you know, everything I do with my work, I think St. Josemaria Escriba said it best, you know, to offer up your work for God and to try to do everything in your day, um, you know, in service to our Lord and, um, even small things, you know, like I have a lot of scheduling of meetings I have to do, like even those small things being mindful of of every little bit that you're doing and, and trying to serve the Lord in, in, in your work, in the relationships that you're building in the office or in the store and just, yeah, seeing the people for who they are and, um, recognizing that, um, you know, this is where God's calling me right now in my life. Um, how can I be a witness to truth? Um, how can I, yeah, how can I bring Christ to others through the work that I'm doing? Um, and yeah, I think honestly, like, it's just, it comes down to that for me, um, in my everyday work. Um, and yeah. No, thanks. That's yeah. great, Kathy. Eddie, anything to add to that? Yeah, like 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 what Kathy was saying. There's no small role, and um, even if she doesn't come face to face with the, our our guests on a regular basis, um, you know, being who you are to the people around you and your team, that trickles out into the work that you do. That trickle and that work hopefully reaches you know their hearts so the, of the people that, that you're serving in, you know, in some way. And, um, I think there's, I think there's a lot there. And so the care that someone puts into their craft, whether it be something they made, something they packaged, something they arranged on the shelf or something they, um, doing, yeah, this is where so many different aspects of, of work come together in a way to serve people, to feed them. And I think that's really what it really comes down to is how can we best feed these people? How, how can, um, how can we put food on their table? And in a larger sense, I feel like that like really, (laughs) Oh, I'm not thinking about the podcast. Brings everyone to the table. <laughs> and stay fed. <laughs> the end. Is he closing oh, off? No, that's that's Father Brad's line. Oh, wait, don't tell us. He totally stole your line. I really jumping the gun here. <laughs> yeah, kind of jumped the gun there, Eddie. Um, so sorry. Um, no, um, no, but great. No, thank you. Um, thank you all. Um, well, we're going to take a break right now and set up for our taste test and our um, and some more fun facts and the things we do at the end, our snack attack. Um, so um, uh, check back soon, and uh, we'll be back with to wrap up uh, this episode of the podcast. So uh, see you in a second. Hey, guys. It's Ethan, the editor here, to talk a little bit about Urban Picks and our other premiere podcast, Truly Universal. The Picks carries the consecrated Eucharist to those unable to physically attend Mass at the Catholic Church. As present-day evangelists, we are called to bring Christ out to the urban streets and the ends of the earth. Our call to evangelization means becoming 
all things to all, as St. Paul proclaimed to the Corinthians. Truly Universal, the pioneer podcast of Urban Picks, looks at all things Catholic in another universe. Whether that be Harry Potter, Full Metal Alchemist, Animal Crossing, AI, or anything else, if you have a fandom, we'll be talking about it. Check out and follow our Instagram and Twitter, at Urban Picks, for more details. Father Raj, back to you. All right. What is up, everybody? Welcome back from our quick break here. <laughs> that's Eddie's... Uh playing around with the snacks, but that, that's all right. Um, but we are back with, with Kathy and Eddie. Unfortunately, um, we um, are not going to be joined for this last bit of it by our, my lovely uh, co-host, um, Cecilia. Unfortunately, um, she has some uh, family things going on. And, and um, so we're going to, um, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you know, we, we do take that seriously, uh, fam and fed. We, we are a family. And so um, I just ask you to offer up a prayer for, for her and for her family at this time. And um, and so uh, she wanted us to, to get this episode out still, even though um, she couldn't join us. And so um, we're going to finish up uh, without her. Uh, but she'll be here in spirit as well as in, um, you know, she, she, she's she got some things that she shared with us still that uh, we'll touch on. But um praying for you, uh, Cece, and, um, and we're going to continue on here. Um, uh, grocery. Back to talking about groceries um, with Eddie and Kathy. How was your break, Eddie? <laughs> Kathy, <laughs> it's pretty good. You guys, ready? You, guys, you guys ready to do the rest of this? Um, so ready. Some of the things that we've been doing uh, over the last episode, some of the things that people like, is when we start to talk about different facts about our topic, like maybe some lesser-known facts or Catholic facts tied in with our topic. And so the first thing I want to share about groceries or the supermarket industry grocery world is um did you guys know that there is a secret vatican supermarket okay i know i know you know because i sent you the link to the video to watch it i didn't know but i didn't know it was a secret one i didn't know it was secret yeah well it's it's somewhat secret um because it's well what's the only supermarket in vatican city only and um yeah, and it's it's secret because you actually you know you have to pass by Swiss guards to get to it. You actually Doing go through the Vatican post office, and sometimes depending on who you talk to or the guard on the day, like they say that it's um you know it's it's easy to get in, or sometimes you have to prove that you have a reason to be in the Vatican. <laughs> um, but uh, as you guys saw in the video, if uh, if you walk in with a bunch of nuns, then <laughs> you're, you're golden, you're set. So that's the key. If you're ever in if you're ever in Rome. And you would like to check out the Vatican supermarket? Um, just uh, sneak in with a pack of nuns. That's what they say. Is it because I have, otherwise? I have, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Was it otherwise not open to the public? Well, it's um, yeah, in some sense, because it's not like uh, it's supposed to serve the people who work in the Vatican. Ah, that's cool. And therefore, cool. it's it's actually not governed by like the rules and laws of Rome because it's it's in oh. its own like territory. So actually, it's a lot of a lot of uh, Romans, from what I hear, those who live in Rome, they they actually try and get into, or those who work at the Vatican, but they live in Rome, they like to buy like um, things there because it's less tax. So oh. um, like like cigarettes or other things from what I hear is like, it's, it's, it's easier to, or it's better to get them there. Chocolates, souvenirs, those kind of things I hear are better to get at the Vatican supermarket. Okay, so okay, okay. Um, there you have it. Um, I'm not telling you, you know, you know, it's like the commissary. On yeah. Military yeah. Bases. Yeah. We were just yeah, talking, we, about we were talking about that. <laughs> 
They probably have the chicken nuggets. <laughs> Maybe they have Vatican special, special Vatican chicken nuggets. Vatican that nuggets. Can add, we can add that to your list, Ed Boy. Um, Bucket list. But yeah, so so. Um, Maybe my. I, I will not vouch for you if you get in trouble nah. by trying to sneak in with some nuns into the Vatican I can supermarket. See but... Eddie sneaking in with some nuns. <laughs> You could. <laughs> I mean, they say like maybe I'm, I may try next time I'm in Rome. So I may try with my cassock and just say, "Oh, you know," and speak some really bad <laughs> Italian. Buongiorno. <laughs> if you're gonna yeah. try to go in, I want to go in. <laughs> I don't know. We'll make it happen. Maybe I'll do a pilgrimage there, and it could, that could be one of the sites. Who's <laughs> in the podcast in there? <laughs> That's true. We just we do our podcast from there. But yeah, Vatican supermarket. So you guys watch the video. I found this video. I did this deep dive on on like the Vatican supermarket, and um, I, I thought it was pretty cool. They've got lots of little things. It's, it, I thought from the video it was organized well. If you find the video, it's of this nice Filipina tita who um, goes in with uh, a bunch of um, sisters who are shopping there, who presumably work at the Vatican or, or have a connection there. So, um, what did you guys think of the video? And then. Um, yeah, so we'll go with that first. What did you guys think of the Vatican supermarket? She was so cute. The sister just walking around. <laughs> mm-hmm. She was excited about every little thing in the store. Yeah. She was like, cookies, chocolate. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's great. I loved her animated voice. <laughs> totally. Eddie, any, any, any thoughts about the supermarket? <laughs> I watched it twice because, um, first of all, like she was just incredibly precious and cute. And she would... She would pretty much name everything she saw, and if she knew the Italian word, she would try to say that too. So yeah. I watched it the first time just for pure enjoyment and just for you know really wholesome content. And it, it's um, crazy that yeah. you mentioned naming everything. It was just so. Um, it was I was watching. I was like, man, this is like really universal, right? Mm-hmm. The church, Catholic, because the the sisters and people in there, they, they, you can hear like five or six different languages, right? They yeah. do Italian, they do Spanish, they do. I think at one point somebody's speaking Vietnamese. They speak Tagalog. It's like crazy um, mm-hmm. English, right? It's beautiful. So, um, and then you so, so Eddie, the, what else? Well, the second time, yeah, I wasn't sure why you wanted me to check this link out. So just in case, I watched it a second time. Because I thought you might ask me or us something about I don't know, like the format, maybe the stock well, you're, level. You're, so maybe you're like a modern day prophet, Eddie. Because I am about to ask you that right now. <laughs> Evaluate as 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 workers in the industry, as as somebody in marketing, and somebody who has had to stock those shelves. And I know what, I'll, what on the grade topic, would you? And yeah, in the American market, because I feel like that's it's true. Be slightly yeah, different. yeah, exactly. That's true. I was I you're was right. just going to say when I was in Spain. That supermarket tour that the sister gave us was very similar to other other layouts that I experienced shopping grocery shopping in Spain. So yeah, in Europe, I think that's like more of the the style mm-hmm. in Europe. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But if you could improve it, um, well, first give it a grade. Your your own thoughts. What would you give it a grade, and then what would you? How would you improve the Vatican supermarket? Well, what are the Maybe criteria? we can get this to Pope Francis, and he'll he'll you know he'll <laughs> he'll implement this. But go ahead. Well, what are the criteria? Uh, your own criteria for what is the what it makes a good supermarket, good grocery store. I mean, I think I'd give it like a solid like B plus. B plus, just okay. because mm-hmm. you know it, they had a wide assortment of items and products in the store, and obviously, like it seemed clean, well kept. Just the, if I were to critique it at all, I'd say it looked a little bit dim. I don't know, mm-hmm. like okay. the lighting, like maybe yeah. like the atmosphere could have been. Crimped up a bit more. Um, totally agree. Right. 
and um yeah i mean like some of like the arrangement of the products and stuff could have maybe been a little bit like i could see like they were on pallets and things like that sure. so <laughs> it's rustic and charming in yes. its own way i'm definitely in marketing <laughs> no um, um do you give it extra points for like the butchers like looking like real butchers like yes. <laughs> i actually did uniforms I, and everything. I would trust them with any meat mm -hmm. cut that i would need <laughs> totally <laughs> Awesome, Eddie. Any any uh, the comments on on the Vatican supermarket? Yeah, I, I I say I would agree on the grade. I was thinking somewhere in the, like the range of a B. I didn't really like think plus or minus, but yeah, B. Um, stock well, because I tried to see it one way. Like, you know, a store should be something that supplies needs, so supplies to provide for the needs of those who go there. And if it's doing its job, then you know, A plus. Um, it's just that. In my experience, and you know, the I guess the collective American experience, and going to like working in, I guess, fancier stores. I, I feel like especially in the late nineties, you started to see like what Kathy mentioned about lighting, where you started to see grocery stores use like studio lights to highlight, you know, Different displays. Sections. Yeah, even mm -hmm. is is that yeah. true? Yeah, sort of. I, yeah. Didn't, no I didn't really I'm see gonna, that I'm happen look now. Whoa. I didn't really see that happen until like later on. And comment, like, let us industry. know if you if you knew that that grocery stores were using studio lights because that's Have a revelation. Have you ever been at Whole Foods? Me. Well, yeah, but or... I didn't. I, I guess I never really noticed. Here's, it here's a fun challenge: count count the light bulbs in a grocery store. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> challenge oh, accepted. Well, that, <laughs> if you ever need time to, to kill a couple hours, count the light bulbs in a grocery store. And well, then um, maybe we'll offer a prize if you go into Eddie's grocery <laughs> store, and we'll, we'll, let, we'll let you all know that in the future. If you get the the correct number right of the number of light bulbs, maybe we'll give you a prize within um, within a margin of error of like I don't know, I don't know. We'll figure margin it. of error ten no, bulbs. That's a great great example. Well, well thanks for you. Go ahead, Kathy. I was just gonna say that I think, like to Eddie's point, grocery stores have now become like an experience. You mm -hmm. don't just go there just to shop for mm. your for your food. You go there to sample food. You go there to um and be like dine or like use like the cafe space to meet with meet up with people or it's not just so a grocery I, I store think, anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think the American experience has really changed. Whereas I, I don't know if Europe sees grocery like that and so it, mm. i think i would have to do a little bit more research to like figure out what do europeans like and how do they how, how do they view grocery stores so another thing just okay. kind of popped in my mind like you know i'm working in a more of a store that's you know wide open to the community very accessible and but then now i'm kind of thinking about like you know more metropolitan areas where some of those stores are integrated right into these like skyscrapers and you know, food. Yeah, yeah. And like, it kind of reminds me more of those where they're not as flexible with their space and it has to be very, not really utilitarian and totally, but, but designed for like quick purchases yeah. and designed for, and that's exactly what's going on at, at yeah. the Vatican supermarket. And probably in, in my experience, a lot of European supermarkets too. Well, well, thanks for, yeah. um, you know, sharing with me in this exploration of the Vatican supermarket. <laughs> well, we can, I, I kind of nerded out. I kind of nerded <laughs> out about that, but okay. It's interesting Just, though. Very fascinating. And like, yeah, like nice little peer into the world. 
Yeah, I totally. I, and I, you know, I wonder. I, I want to find out. I'm going to dig deeper and find out if, like, if the Holy Father actually shops there and gets his. Uh... I want to know his favorite snacks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, his yeah impulse buys. Oh, we'll yes. talk about that. I wonder what his impulse buy is. Okay, mm-hmm. um, just real quick to knock out the rest of these facts. Um, I'm gonna. Speaking of the Holy Father, um, many of us watched his Orbi at Orbi message. Um, uh, you know, his message uh, to Rome, to the city and to the world. That's what that means. You know, he walked through the uh, pouring rain to provide this message for us. And he, he had a lot of things to say about the uh, about the pandemic and where the world was. But I want to read you, you two a quote real quick um, and get your thoughts on it for those who work in, in the industry, the grocery industry. So he says, um, this is the force of the spirit poured out and fashioned in courageous and generous self-denial. It is the life in the spirit that can redeem, value, and demonstrate how our lives are woven together and sustained by ordinary people, often forgotten people, who do not appear in newspaper and magazine headlines, nor on the grand catwalks of the latest show, but who, without any doubt, are in these very days writing the decisive events of our time. Doctors, nurses, supermarket employees, cleaners, caregivers, providers of transport, and he goes on, priests, religious, volunteers, all these things. But what does that make you feel to think about that he named the industry specifically? And we know, and we've talked about it earlier in the podcast, so we thank you all for what you have done to help provide us um, a means of, of working uh, or uh, being nourished through the grocery store. Um and Eddie pointed out those who, who other people who make sacrifices to, so that we might be able to find nourishment and, and eat. But to hear the Pope on the on one of the largest stages to to say that again, and I'll just to value and demonstrate how our lives are woven together and sustained by ordinary people, often forgotten people. Um, and he mentioned supermarket employees. Uh, what do you what do you think about that? A couple of things come to mind. And first of all, it's just very beautiful to hear that from the Holy Father. Really moves me. And he's right. Um, I always felt like as a grocery store worker, as much as I talked earlier about community and seeing how alive a community is and how connected everyone is, there's a, and you know, I also kind of touched on the, the not-so-connected part. I think it's also that, too, in that I would always... I guess another pet peeve uh, is that when people... Sometimes we'll, we greet our, a lot of our guests, and I'll say, Hi! How are you doing today? And then, or something simple. And sometimes they would look right at me and then look away and just keep walking. And like, you just, you just kind of have to learn to live with that. And Well, I think what the Holy Father's saying there, right, is that often forgotten people. Yeah. I think we need to do a better job of, of seeing people, right? And not I mean, just, just walking small, by people yeah. or just, just a small right. way. That's a no, small sign that... of, of that happening. No, and, for um, sure. And uh, just, it's like they, they know we're there and they know that what we're doing, but at the same time, yeah. We can just kind of dis- discarded in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're in the service industry. Yeah. So I think um, a lot of times people have maybe certain expectations of oh, yeah. how they should be treated or not treated. Or, um, you know, some people would really relish Eddie's greeting to them. And some people would just be like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to get in and get out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was understandable. And so, so I think that... Um, it's beautiful for the Holy Father to be able to recognize, um, you know, that these types of workers really are unseen sometimes and not noticed. And just having that recognition and, 
that validation from the Holy Father, I think is um, really profound and just, I don't know, speaks volumes. I think it helps um, those workers to really feel like what they're doing is really making a difference. And no, I, I, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think a lot, a lot of us, hopefully we, we are more appreciative of, of the, our workers who are out there. And like, as Eddie mentioned earlier, these workers, uh, the workers in the stores, the workers behind in the phone calls, Kathy, right. And then <laughs> and also all, all the people who, who are still working in the farms and those who are um, driving all these people who make it possible for us to, um, to encounter this very simple thing. Um, but important thing of, of, of food. I'd be able to eat still. Um, mm-hmm. So appreciate your grocers. Appreciate the industry. Um, the Holy Father does it. Um, we should too. Okay. Um, last little quick fast fact here. Um, do you guys know who the patron saints of uh, grocers or grocery stores are? Oh, I do not. That's a really good question. I haven't thought about that. Guys, he has work in the industry. Never asked for his, uh, never asked for either of these saints' uh, uh, intercession. It's okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop the knowledge for you guys so you guys can do it. So one is Saint Michael, and part of the reason that Saint Michael is the uh, patron of, uh, you know, he's a patron of a lot of things. But the part of the reason he's a patron of grocers is because he was also the patron of police, or like those who uh, ran security in a town, or those who managed uh, you know, the safety of a town, because we know that in ancient times, and we've talked a little bit about this, that, that the market really was the major hub of the town. Like everybody would pass uh-huh. through the town, and, and there were lots of – and so as the, um, the, the police uh, adopted St. Michael as their patron, so did the grocers mm-hmm. because they recognized how important um, you know, protection uh, of their of – service and their goods um, their livelihood you know, their livelihood that's, was and so yeah. so say michael um that's the first one so yeah, for should, yeah say michael oh pray mm-hmm. for it there you go <laughs> kathy good catholic all right um uh and then the other patron maybe lesser known is um saint leonard of Noblac. And the reason he's the patron of uh, grocers or grocery stores is, um, you know, he, he began a life of austerity, he, um, um, of holiness. He went and then he built um, kind of uh, this place of seclusion where he would withdraw into the forest and he would live on herbs and wild fruits and, and spring water, right? Produce. He, he, he had this connection to herbs and vegetables. Um, he also, um, kind of helped people, um, who wanted to pray near him, right? This would happen sometimes. Mystics or hermits would go off. Holy men would go off and, and, um, people would like to be close to them. And so they would camp near them. He showed those people how to, um, to plant crops and, and, and you know, uh, do their own produce, and Ooh, so no um, idea. so Saint Leonard of uh, No Blanc, uh, No Block, sorry, No Block. Um, that's that's the patron, uh, another patron of uh, grocers. So um, yeah, Saint Michael, Couldn't Saint Leonard, pray for us. Pray for, pray for us. us. There you go. <laughs> All right. Um, you guys ready to dig into our snack attack? Cece's um, so upset she can't do this with us, but but um, no. we are going to dig into our snack attack. So for today um, – oh, so not our snack attack. Sorry. Our taste test. We're going to okay, do our taste okay, test okay. first. Um, sorry. I tricked the viewers out there. So we're going to do our taste <laughs> test. And so our taste test for today is um, – 
we wanted to taste test each and every person's uh, impulse buys, our temptations um, at the checkout line, right? So um, uh, some of these things we may have had before, and some of uh, some of the things maybe we haven't, and we're gonna leave our comments on it. Um, oh, I'm so excited! <laughs> but we're gonna go around each and kind of describe why we pick um, why we picked. Um, we know we've talked already about impulse buys and chapstick and. USB cables and gum, <laughs> other things that we have at the impulse thing. What Kathy gets us to buy by her marketing, you know, yeah. very effective strategies. Inside. Okay. Yeah, those the effective strategies. So we're gonna go through these things. Why don't we do first? Um, so Cece, um, her she had a, a few different um, impulse buys, but she went with um, she uh, she you know like flaming hot Cheetos and some other snacks and whatnot. But she said if there's a red Gatorade in the cooler. Um, she grabs it, and so mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. I for for me too. I don't know. You guys, you guys just thought like um, when we do uh, when if like on a hot day, especially in the summer, and like it's really tempting to buy any of those cold drinks. And and for Cece, this is uh, for her. Um, so we're gonna taste test this uh, this red Gatorade. She didn't say fruit punch. Mm-hmm. She didn't say any strawberry. She said red, red Gatorade. And so that's the thing which I got. Which happens to be fruit punch, mm-hmm. which I love. Ah. Cheers. That's that's delicious. Mine's at room temp. It's so good. I think Eddie um I brought a cooler. He, he chilled his. Eddie brought a <laughs> cooler to this podcast. Oh, right. it's good. It's, hmm. it's so good. Super sugary. Um, I feel restored. Thanks, thanks, CC, for giving us that recommendation. Um, delicious. Delicious Gatorade, and it's probably gonna. It probably pairs well with your other um, uh, suggestion, which was flaming hot Cheetos. Um, all right. We're we're gonna move up next. So Ed, Eddie, what what's your um what's your uh, impulse buy? What's your temptation? So I can't always find these everywhere, but when I do, I pick up a a Ritter Sport, and um specifically the milk chocolate with whole hazelnuts. Ooh, nice! Is this, is this how you do I it? got the dark chocolate one. Sorry, it's Eddie. okay. I got milk chocolate, <laughs> but um um we we can uh, we'll all taste test this. All right. Yeah, this is good. Ooh, opening up the package. Should I do this closer to the mic? SMR fans. Yeah, you can get do it closer to the mic. Right. Um, oh, it smells delicious. I'm going to break off the piece. Oh, mm. Ooh, there you go. Mm-mm. I'm going to bite right now into this piece. <laughs> Taking a bite. My who? You know, the whole hazelnut makes all the difference, right? Mm-hmm. What I really mm-hmm. like about this British part is that you can see the hazelnuts. And they're whole, and, and, and they're roasted well, and it's got a good crunch to it. You don't have to deal with the skins. Oh, yeah. It's nice, and, um, well, mine's with dark chocolate, which I love. Mm-hmm. I haven't tried the dark chocolate one, but I will. It's good. Mm-hmm. But even oh, though I appreciate with the milk chocolate one is that it's not too sweet either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my grip with, like, a lot of milk chocolate, but this one... No. Mm. It's good. Good well call, balanced. Eddie. Good call. Thank you. Like, I don't feel so bad about eating this because, you know. It's got hazelnuts. And, and, you know, that's, yeah, um, hazelnuts are good for you. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure some, there's yeah. a study that says that. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> Somewhere. All right. Um, you know, we didn't, we didn't plan this. But, like, all for Eddie, myself, and uh, Kathy, all of our snacks are, like, 
chocolate and nut chocolatey <laughs> and and nutty and um so uh do you want to explain to us your your go-to impulse buy kathy yes and i will swear by it justin's dark chocolate peanut butter cups these things are addicting and the, <laughs> the only reason why recently it became an obsession of mine is because at the office we have a snack area well it's really good healthy alternatives to you know the mainstream stuff so mm -hmm. i uh, during stressful situations or times of intense concentration you know i'll just go up there and buy one of these guys and it just totally turns my day around i just okay. feel really happy afterwards all right um i have never tried this before eddie have you tried this before i i don't think i have no <laughs> Cece so called it the bougie version of Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Cece making her comments even like, from afar. Yeah. Yes. Even um, comment, you know, just the, the color is not meant that. to be eye-catching. Yeah. yeah, it looks like... like um, it's good, like, guys. You know, I'm, just, is it good? All yeah, right. just try it. Open the package. The bougie version of, uh, <laughs> it's a of Reese's Peanut Okay, all right. I'm, I'm going to try it. I'm digging in right now. Oh, even my wrapper is mm -hmm. a different color. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Mm, very smooth. Mm. I just love dark it's chocolate. And I don't feel guilty. And it's, and it's balanced. Oh, yeah, that's really balanced. No, that's really good. Yeah, these go over very well against each other. Justin's dark chocolate peanut butter cups organic um, have my approval. Mm -hmm. Same. Uh, if I'm not careful, I could put away like 10 of these. Yeah, do you now are you a are you a, a biter, a whole like you put the whole thing in your mouth or do you <laughs> let it melt? What are your what are your ways oh, you eat this? I am a nibbler. Well a nibbler. A biter, but I try I'm trying harder I think these you're days original. to nibble. Yeah. You know that um Savor the flavor. Savor it. Plus um the go ahead. Yeah, the chocolate does have a nice snappiness to it. That uh, goes contrast to the to the very smooth creamy center. Mm -hmm. I'm all about contrasts. Awesome. Well, we're gonna go into um to the, the last snack we have to taste test, which is mine. My impulse buy. I got a lot of hate from from folks about this. Not hate, but like one, they were messing with me when you all when we're trying to get these snacks well, together. You guys were making fun to find. of mine. It's not impossible to find. This is easy. Um, hey, so my it. impulse buy is is Reese's, but Reese's sticks, right? <laughs> so um, this is my impulse buy. I'm going to take a quick photo here. Um, and yeah, this so, is the size uh, I found at the gas station. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, I will eat this. I literally scoured like different stores. I thought it was the take a break one or yeah, no. the take five. So or I, take five. So I bought that one. Then I bought the other one. <laughs> yeah, take five. But the the other one was like a take a break one or something. Yeah. And then I finally found this. So Reese's I've sticks. been trying okay. all different Hamilton kinds is. of Reese's products. Okay. I will explain why this is my go-to and why I really like this candy bar. Um, but go ahead and taste test it first. Open Let us know what you think. Okay. There you go. That's that wrapper. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take a bite. Mm. Right, Eddie and mm. Kathy have taken their first bites. Um what do you guys think? Mm. 
you know, this reminds me of the um, Little Debbie's Nutty Bars. Mm-hmm. But exactly. I like these better. I was just going to say the same exact thing. I have Besides, you can't words. find those anymore. Three words, Kathy. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. That might be a, a a quote from the show that we're going to have to use in the future. Mm, mm, mm. That's a sound bite. Shout out to my dad because he taught me that. Nice. That's a, that is actually a really good dad joke. I'm going to use that now. Um, but yeah, no, Reese's taste, uh, yes, it tastes like the Little Debbie kind of covered wafer um, peanut butter bars, but they're better. I think they're crispier. I think they have way more flavor. The reason I like Reese's sticks and uh, somebody, uh, I think CC mentioned like, what are these like Kit Kats, like, like wannabe Kit Kats or something? <laughs> But see, like, this is my hot take, and I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this. This is my hot take. I think Kit Kats are too dense. They're not wafery enough. They're not crispy enough. I never thought of that. Um, They're good. They're Mm. in my probably top ten of of, um, candy bars, Kit Kats. But these Reese's Sticks, they're they're flakier. The wafer is better. And and the real reason I really like them is because there is a discontinued candy bar called Bar None, which was my (gasps) favorite candy bar, like, of all time. Where did it go? Yeah, I right. That and, one. It, and it's it's like it's pretty much uh, chocolate covered wafers, but then they also have a sprinkling of peanuts mm-hmm. under the like the last layer of chocolate. And so that is my so I like the combo of peanuts and chocolate and wafers and texture and all that stuff. So that's my go to. If I see it in the checkout line, I gotta get it. Especially since Kathy says they're really hard to find. Um, I guess I find them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Or they find you. I've probably eaten way too many of these that, that I... No. That I All right. I'm going to look down, too. I would buy these again. There you go. Oh, nice. You guys, oh. So you guys dig them. I'm going to have mm-hmm. to send some over to Cece, and we'll have to get her, her thoughts on all these snacks. But thanks, guys, for participating in our taste test. Um, I'm going to wash all this down with this Gatorade. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Worked out well. Now I have a bunch of chocolate in front of me that I'll probably keep me up all night. So. <laughs> I was just but. thinking the same thing. <laughs> awesome. Thankfully, I brought the right. cooler. So we're coming here to the final part of our podcast. And uh, as we do here on uh, Famished and Fed, we like to end the show with our snack attack, which is a little trivia portion. And tonight is going to be a competition between Eddie and Kathy. And they're going to compete against one another for, for a prize. I know Eddie wants to redeem himself from last time. I will never let um, that down. Oh, yes, I know. <laughs> uh, and and Kathy is she's she's nervous, but she says she's ready. So I'm I'm excited to see how this goes. I'm very competitive. Oh, here we go. Um, so, but what you're competing for is um, the winner is going to get um, the, their choice, either um, a famished and fed hat hat or a famished Ooh. and fed t-shirt which oh, are um, oh both of those are uh, going to be soon in production Ooh. so um, you either get a hat you get your the winner gets a choice of the hat or a t-shirt and then um, second place on tonight's show <laughs> will um will get some famished and fed stickers which we're we're, we're producing right now as well stickers so, okay i might fight for second place <laughs> i think <laughs> Okay, no, I don't no, want you no. to fight for second place. I will... I will give, I will give stickers to first place also. Okay, okay so, so first oh, no, place gets the thing. hat and stickers. Okay, okay. Hat and stickers or shirt and stickers. Okay. And um, second place gets um, just stickers. So I, can't, right. I basically can't lose here. 
Yes, but you want um, <laughs> you want to win, especially Eddie, because you lost so horribly yeah, last that time. That is true. That is true. That's true. I brought that <laughs> upon myself. More Redemption. for me. All right. This is the snack attack. All right. Are you uh, ready? What you two are going to do is you guys are going to take uh, turns, and you will um, each name um, one of these uh, top grocery items, um, brand and item, right? <laughs> and um, you just basically take turns. If uh, you get one that is on the list, I'll mark it down. Um, it's kind of like you know uh, a shootout in soccer or in in hockey. Right, that um, you know, I'm gonna give you each five attempts. Whoever gets um, five correct without repeating um, uh, when something that somebody else answered, uh, then you, um, whoever gets the most, wins. If you guys somehow tie, I shouldn't tell you this because you're gonna just try and tie one another. Um, <laughs> we one of you gets a hat, one of you gets a shirt. Okay, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Don't tie. You're trying to work. We're gonna try I want and do shirt. this. <laughs> okay. I, I want the hat. All right. <laughs> no wait. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, all right. All right. Anyway, so here we go. Um, so this uh, listing of snacks is from um, uh, the website Eat This or That. Um, and they basically take all the number one brands and their products and kind of list off their top grocery items, right? I'm going to li- – just so you can understand what um, kind of we're looking for and so you won't be able to use this. So, for instance, one of the items is Totino's Pizza Rolls. All right. So you can't Sorry. use that. Totino's right. Pizza Rolls? Yes. Yeah, is one of the items that they have so listed on their top. These are center store products, not like produce and meat. Yeah, so you don't want to name – so they're brand names with their top product. I uh, see. So you, you got to say the right thing. You can't just be like – you can't be like Totina's, Totino's um, pizza pepperoni bagels. pizza flatbread. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. Top grocery items. Wait, so right. um, who wants to go first? Me. Okay. All right, Kathy, go ahead. What's your first thing you want to name? Kellogg's Cornflakes cereal. Kellogg's Cornflakes is not on our what? list. What? Wait, what's the list? It's like a brand. It's brand, brand with the top item the, and their product. Oh, top so, item. Ka- okay. Yeah. Interesting. interesting. Based on uh, eat this or that, their, sur- their survey, their review. Mm. So that's one out of five, and she gets four more attempts. Or are we going? Are we going She's back and forth? Four more attempts. Okay. So we're going back and forth. So Eddie, now you get a chance. It's just like a shootout. Ah, uh, I see. Okay. Um, hot pockets, pepperoni pizza. Hot pockets, pepperoni pizza. I don't think I see that on my list. <laughs> so not at all. No hot pockets, pepperoni pizza. Not on the top list. Sorry, Ed boy. We're we're tied right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, round two. Steam fresh mixed vegetables. Steam fresh mixed vegetables. Um, not on their list. What? I'm oh. sorry. This is hard. <laughs> I know that. Maybe this is harder than I thought. Eddie. Okay. Nabisco Oreo cookies. Nabisco Oreo cookies. <laughs> Not the top item. 
Okay. You guys are. Um, I'll tell you at the end, but go ahead. So we're we're at zero to zero. We're going into round three. Uh, let me think. Okay, top items. Top. I mean, I know that people always buy bananas, but that's probably not not on there. No, no produce. No, to no, keep yeah. that banana. No, okay. No. Avocados from Mexico. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Produce. No produce. I'm going through my grocery store, like through the different aisles in my mind. <laughs> and so I'm thinking um, Pillsbury um, Crescent Rolls? Crescent thing? Oh, I can't give it to you. Um, so another missed mark. If this is this bad, I may restart this and we may do another snack attack. But let's just keep going. Eddie, um, round three, your guess. Nabisco Chips Ahoy cookies. Nabisco Chips Ahoy cookies? No. <laughs> what is Going happening? Going in around four, we're at zero to what zero. What is happening? Okay. Um, who owns... Maybe the survey I found was just bunk. Who owns so, the anyway. Toast Crunch? Like Captain Crunch and all that stuff. Who owns that? What's I know. Brand? <laughs> oh my gosh, No. <laughs> Um, I can either confirm or deny that any of those are on the list. Okay. I don't know what the brand is called. <laughs> Whoever owns Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> not not on the list. Okay. <clears throat> oh, it wasn't on the list? No. Okay. Because I was going to flex and then name, then name the name the company, but I, name it's the not company. on the list. <laughs> Okay, well, we're in round four, Eddie. Go ahead and make your guess. Okay, General Mills Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cereal. Not not on the list. <laughs> I may have to redo this. This is like an epic fail. So we're going like, to tie it at zero. It was me as a host. Um, okay, round five. Baking mixes yet? <laughs> okay, maybe that's not even on the list. You're laughing. <laughs> kind of confirms that. Um, Hillsbury chocolate cake mix. No, I'm sorry. Eddie, this is the last one, and for the win, if you can get this. <laughs> um, Ben and Jerry's half-baked ice cream. <laughs> Eddie... Takes the game and oh wins. Oh my god! Good job, yes. Eddie. Wow, um, that was like within the clutch. You know, it's so painful. Was that the only one on there in terms of like yeah. flavor? Uh, yeah. So wow, Eddie totally knocks it out of the park with that. But um, yeah, you guys said who um, said Pillsbury? The the answer that they have is Pillsbury Funfetti. Um, no, slice and bake cookies. Oh, that's the number oh, one. Oh, I forgot. And then, that. what did you say, Eddie, about the cookies? Which one? Um, <laughs> On the Bisco. On the, the Bisco. I tried two. I tried. What did you try? I I tried the name the Oreos Bisco. and Chips Ahoy. Ah. Uh, was I supposed to say National Biscuit Company? Uh, no, <laughs> National Biscuit Company. No, uh, Nabisco has as their snack Teddy Grahams, and oh. they actually have Chips Ahoy branded as its own chocolate chip cookies. What? I probably wow. should have given that. I probably should have given that to you. Half a point chocolate. at least. Well, partial credit. 
So Eddie gets <laughs> a point and a half, and he still beats you, Kathy. Well, congratulations, Eddie. Good job, Eddie. <laughs> well you. done. Um, a couple other it. major ones you missed: Eggo waffles, chicken noodle, ah, sea tuna. I should have guessed that. Chex Mix. I almost um, said Gordon's. There is a cake mix on there. I know I laugh, but it's Betty Crocker's um, cake mix. What, what flavor, Bisquick. though? Um, it, didn't, it didn't get specific on okay. the flavor, so okay. I don't know. Yellow cake. Um, Yo Plate yogurt, Velveeta. Oh, I was hoping yeah. Eddie was going to go with Tyson chicken nuggets. <laughs> you know, your chicken nugget obsession. But... Um, yeah, Missed anyway. Um, well, you know, that snack attack was... Um, was great. It was interesting. That was awesome. That was I'll try, to be, I'll try to be better next time as a host and a trivia master. Um, but uh, <laughs> congratulations, Ed Boy. Thank you. Um, but I, I just want to say thank you, both of you, for sharing in this and participating. And, um, yeah, it's been great to talk about groceries and industry, and I learned a lot from you two. And I'm, and I'm sure Cece uh, learned a lot as well and is, is, is thankful that you were able to share with us. So um, any last words about the grocery industry, Eddie, Kathy? Kathy? Um, no, I'm just super thankful to, that you invited us to come on to the show and for us to be able to share our story of how we got into grocery and you know, it's um, it's a great industry to be in. I mean, it's you're you're nourishing and feeding families and feeding people and helping them to save money when you can. And um, yeah, I feel I feel much more excited about my job because <laughs> <laughs> you guys have built it up to be like this well, big important thing. Now that Pope Francis has talked about it, and mm-hmm. well, that's yeah. what we do here. We make you feel better about and, your work and what you do. <laughs> Famished and fed. That's what we're here for. Well, Sanctify that's great. Eddie, anything else? Yeah, like, same here. I Honestly, a lot of the stories that I sometimes tell about being a grocer, I only really tell other people who work, or, you know, people I encounter, like coworkers or, you know, people that I haven't seen in a while. So it got me a little nostalgic, too, even just about, like, being at the old stores and thinking about the people that I've encountered and people who have moved me in that way, whether they know it or not. And just to be able to, to share that and experience new things and be renewed in the sense of service is always a good thing for me. And I appreciate it very much. Awesome. Well, great stuff. This has been all great. Um, thank you again to our guests. Um, so um, Thanks for having me. And, uh, yeah. Thanks, yeah, Eddie. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kathy. And um, to all you listeners out there, come to the table and stay fed, fam. Peace. Fam and Fed is a production of Urban Picks, all things to all. You can find all of our content on our website, www.urbanpicks.com slash famandfed. Please like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to contact us, send us an email at famandfed at urbanpicks.com or leave us a comment on the Urban Picks website. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.